everybody. Welcome back to Best Friends Club podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And this is season four, episode 11, the one with Phoebe's uterus. <sighs> I don't even know where to start. This episode is so full of gems. It is very full of gems. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay, end of episode. <laughs> yeah, the gems. Okay, maybe we'll start with Phoebe um, because I guess that's where the the episode starts. So, um, we open with Frank Jr. and Alice and Phoebe in the coffee shop, and Frank Jr. and Alice have eloped, which Renee and I really support an elopement. <laughs> yes, I thought you might we really support this union. I was like, I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't really yes, feel too big strongly fan about of Frank eloping. and Alice. Um, yes. Big fan of eloping. I think if you want to elope, you really should. And weddings are expensive. And um, I don't know. I've seen some really chic elopement photos. And I don't know. I think it could be super fun. So go for yeah. it if you're thinking about it. Especially if you are engaged in the time of coronavirus and your wedding got canceled. Like if you're ne- if you need someone to empower you just to elope, go for it. Here's Go get your time. it. Do you have friends that have had their wedding canceled? I've had four friends have weddings canceled. Oh my gosh. <laughs> One was at the very beginning. Um, and she ended up getting married on the same day anyway. But instead of doing it at their venue with their people, all this stuff it was basically like um parents, siblings, and like two best friends each, and they just did it Aww. on like the lawn of the apartment complex that she lives in, which is like gorgeous. Oh, funny. Um so they did that. And then I have another friend who kind of same thing, got married on the same day, but like instead of it being like a two hundred person wedding, it was like a thirty person wedding. Um mm-hmm. and their venue was able to like squeeze everything down. So they'll probably have some sort of um reception at some point, but we don't know when. Yeah. And then my neighbors were supposed to get married in May, and they postponed to August. And then in July, they were like, okay. Not happening. Yeah. It's not <laughs> happening. We are just postponing till 2021 or further notice. But they're not – I mean, they lucked out the first time. All of their vendors, location, food, people, everything were all available on one day in August. So it just felt like, oh, this is perfect, you know? And, and um, back in March, everybody was like, surely yeah, by August. Yeah, because <laughs> they were supposed to get married um, around Memorial Day weekend at the end of May. Mm. Um, so August felt like, oh, surely by August it will all be said and done. Um, but yep. in July, they were like, yeah, I think we need to just cancel. But they were like, we don't want to put all the effort into picking another date when just mm-hmm. it's just so unknown. And then my friend Jordan, who lives in England, um, was supposed to get married in May and had to cancel. Um, they're supposed to get married in October, but I also, I think that they will be able to get married in October, but I don't know that I will be able to be there in October, Right, which is really sad. Um, it's really, really sad, but anyway, so I also have a friend who, um, was supposed to get married in England in August Mm -hmm. um and we were chatting about it and yeah she was like well funny enough she was like um her fiance and her were like you know between the two of us like we really don't need this whole big huge wedding thing but their families really wanted it Mm -hmm. and so they were kind of just like 
you know, they were like, of course, we were happy to see everybody. And we're like, once we started thinking through it, it was exciting. But she said, I I don't know if she used the word relief, but it sounded in talking to her like she was almost a little bit relieved that it had to get canceled. And so I think what they're going to do is uh, like still have the wedding on the same day, but just do like, um, I can't remember if they're going to do the venue, but like only with their parents and siblings. Um, but I think they're just going to do like a backyard. Oh, no, that's right. They're not doing the venue, but her mom, it's like, you know, like a cute little like English garden. And so I think her mom is oh, like redoing beautiful. the backyard. Yeah. yeah. And so they're going to have just like a cute little backyard garden wedding. And then I think she said they're going to try to do like a ceremony, you know, like a reception for everybody later once things have blown over next yeah. year. But I think that's funny that I was like, I could see this being a, like a little bit of relief. I could also see it be like so crushing for people who really, really, really were looking forward to it. Yeah. Oh, and all the money, like the girl that oh, got married in March, like when everything first, you know, <clears throat> a little bit later on, people were trying to reschedule and accommodate. But at the beginning, it was just like they just didn't get any money back yeah Um, initially it was kind of like well sorry the rules are the rules you know before people realized like how major this is yeah so anyway but i mean such a weird year for anything okay um, so here's the question if you were supposed to get married let's say coronavirus starts in like march you were supposed to get married in like may or april let's say april and it was either elope with like less than 10 people total on the day you were supposed to get married or push back and have the wedding that you had planned on having later. What would you do? Are you asking me this? Yeah. I think you already know the answer. Well, okay. Well, why don't you tell everybody else? Okay. <laughs> I've I've never planned on having a big wedding, so like well, I know, to me, eloping with ten people is sounds was great. The plan, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We almost did it in Hawaii, so I know. Yeah. yeah. Um. What What about you? I'd assume you'd. Well, no. Which one would you do? Oh, I would definitely still get married on the day, one hundred percent. Yeah, um, I, but I think that's you and I have never been like you know we haven't been planning our wedding since yeah. we were children. Well, I also tried to get Matt to elope. Right. And he was like, oh, but I really like want the wedding and all. It's like I've always dreamed of that moment of like, you know, blah, professing blah, blah, my blah, love blah, for my right. wife, blah, 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 cute, you sweet, cute, sweet, blah, still do that blah, at a courthouse. Um, but I was like, dude, imagine Greece, you and me on a cliff, like a couple people there. And everybody's invited. Whoever wants to get themselves to Greece can come. Probably you know, cool. like open invite. Um, yeah. But, see you there <laughs> right right I know like let's see who shows up um but that's what I wanted to do but he was like oh I really want the wedding da, 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 da. and I was like all right well that's like cute and stuff so I guess like we'll do it and we didn't really do I wouldn't say we had a big wedding we didn't have a fancy wedding we just kind of had a wedding um I wouldn't change anything you know I'm happy. yeah but um like the week before he was like yeah we really you know Renee like wanted to elope and I probably should have listened to her and I was like take this as a lesson of for the rest of your usually life usually being right till death do us part i'm smart so just um listen hey everybody out there who is listening along if you were supposed to get married tell us what you did did you just do yes, a 10 person I would love thing to know. 
did you postpone it? Like, you know, Renee and I have said that we're not like, we're not big wedding people for ourselves. So um, I'm sure that that's not indicative of how everybody else feels. So tell us what your story is. And you I know what just I to... will say is I do love going to other people's awesome weddings, though. Yeah. But I, I still that. wouldn't be mad at somebody if they wanted to elope. I wouldn't feel oh, like no. I was no, no, cheated no, no. out of a wedding. Not. I just didn't want it to sound like we didn't like weddings because I really <clears throat> oh, no, that's like not weddings. what we're saying. I'm super into going to weddings, but also I really support eloping. So basically whatever makes you happy makes me happy <laughs> in this category. Truly. What a giving person. Truly. <laughs> I know um, it's about yeah. me. So thanks for your consideration. Let us know what you did or what you are trying to still decide because the world's crazy out there. So yeah. let us know. Best Friends Club podcast yes. on don't Instagram. Let your, don't let your family and friends influence you too much. You do you. Much easier said than done. Yes, but if true. you need to be like, my other friends say it's fine, we can be those other friends for yeah, you. You just totally. tell us. We'll write you a doctor's note. <laughs> it's a real bad idea. Uh, <laughs> as a, as a, <laughs> what is it when? Very, uh, very The first bad. thing they teach you in fire school. <laughs> fire school. <laughs> very bad. The first thing they teach you in fire school. Oh, that was Never so to funny. leave candles by a Kleenex. <laughs> okay, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Anyway, um, so anyway, Frank Phoebe and Alice very, very casually, Phoebe's like, "Oh, I should get you guys a present," and they're like, "Oh, okay. Well, we can't have babies, so they said that we have to do this thing where, like, we put." Um, her egg and my sperm into another girl. So could you be that girl? And I love how she's like, that's a really nice gift. Yeah. Um, just Frank Jr. Frank Jr. strikes again. He's so good. Um, so basically they ask Phoebe if she will be their surrogate. And, and they also say no pressure, but also then like squeal and stare at her intensely. Yes, very much pressure. Um, how do you feel about surrogacy? Do you okay. have any thoughts, opinions? Okay, I she have, does, guys. She does I have strap thoughts. in. I have a lot of feelings, and they are all very emotional feelings. Oh, wow. Um, I think that being a surrogate is one of the most selfless things you could probably ever do in your entire life. Like, it is crazy what your body goes through to bring a baby into the world and then mm-hmm. to, like, not get to keep the baby. I mean, truly, like, it is, like, so selfless. In fact, yeah. there are two girls that we went to high school with who have been surrogates. Really? And, yeah. Wow. And um, one of them, I just, someone told me, I, I saw it on social media, but it was for her husband's cousin. Aww. And she had already had had carried <clears throat> um, a baby or babies, I can't remember, but and had healthy pregnancies. And so they were unable to get pregnant. And they had gone through like IVF and all the things and they were unable to get yeah. pregnant. And so their last option was surrogacy and she carried for them. Wow. That's and so nice. So now that's like her, not her niece, but our nephew, but you know, kind of. Um, and then another girl we went to high school with, I was going to a different friend's wedding and that friend's bachelorette party. And they were like, Oh, ironically, both of these girls are also named Ashley. Now that I'm just thinking about it. Um, so everybody we went to high school was named Ashley, apparently. Um, and are a lot nicer than me because they've volunteered to be surrogate. Yeah. So the second Ashley out of these two Ashleys was supposed to go, she was in the wedding of this friend and was supposed Mm -hmm. to go to the bachelorette party. And we were going to Mexico. This was last year. And someone told me, oh, Ashley's pregnant. So she can't, 
come because like I know Zika is not as much of a concern as it was but it's still a concern and so I was just like oh congratulations to her you know she's not somebody I keep up with regularly but might see like through mutual friends when I'm back home anyway so I knew she was pregnant she didn't come to the bachelorette whatever I see her at the wedding and I haven't seen her in a long time and so I'm talking to her saying hi and I'm like oh congratulations and I was like okay remind me like I know you have two kids but like is it both boys? Is this a girl? Like, what's the, you know, story? And she giggles and she's like, oh, this isn't my baby. And I was like, oh, good one. <laughs> and she's like, no, seriously, this isn't my baby. And I was like, what? And she's like, I'm being a surrogate for someone. I was like, you are? And I'm like wow. tearing up on the dance floor Aww. because I just thought she was regular pregnant. Like, she's married. <laughs> she already has two kids. I just assumed she was having regular a third. Like. Pregnant? Yeah. I just wouldn't have never, nobody, I was like, nobody told me that you were being a surrogate. And basically she saw this other friend that the girl we went to high school with, the first girl we went to high school with who did this. And she just thought it was so cool. And for whatever reason, um, pregnancy was never very hard on her. Like she had really easy pregnancies and she always felt really great being pregnant. And while her and her husband didn't want to have any more kids, she had no problem being pregnant. Whereas some people it's really difficult, you know? Yeah. Um, and so she always thought, oh, what a great thing I could do for somebody else. And so she did wow. it. Just for strangers. This was for strange. It, this was actually like, um, it was like a friend of a friend kind of thing. Like, oh, okay. um, so they heard about them, but it was all with surrogacy. It's like, even if you're doing it, like, even if I was doing it for my sister or something, they still like, there's a lot yeah. of contracts involved. Yeah, that's right. Um, partially because like you know they're paying for your medical care and all this kind of stuff and also to say like they get the baby at the end and whatever so um yeah she was doing it for that couple wow yeah kind of crazy that's so awesome I know and I I've always wanted to know what it feels like to be pregnant because Ashley and I don't have kids this Ashley these other Ashleys have kids Uh, this Ashley does not have kids no um I've always been curious what it would be like to be pregnant and I've always really? wanted to have like a big old belly and a bikini. Really? I just think that's the best. Because right now, my belly hanging out in a bikini, not so cute. <laughs> Pregnant not belly, very cute. Very oh, cute and very funny. socially acceptable. Um, But I don't think we're going to have kids. So I'm like, well, maybe I could be a surrogate. Like, that would be kind of cool. But also, I am way too emotional and like get way too attached to things and so Mm. the idea of like literally growing another human in my uterus and then giving that human I just I mean I have a hard time fostering a cat for like a week and then giving it to somebody else I think it's interesting um also like you don't know how pregnancy would affect you no idea and so like these other two girls were like okay I can do this I know I'm I know I'd be healthy I know it's not you know I'm not gonna like spend nine months morning sick like whatever but you have no idea interesting I'm not saying I'm I'm doing it but I'm it's just interesting it's an option yes Um, well but I do think it is so cool that they both knew like that they were able to do that for someone like I just I don't know it's it is really cool I think that is really cool um I have never wanted to know what it feels like to be pregnant um <laughs> okay. just not bothered by that I like not not in like sorry not in like a flippant like I'm not bothered but like you know I yeah it's never been on my mind it's never something I've necessarily wanted mm-hmm. um and even on the flip side this is gonna probably sound really callous and um 
on people might not like it, but like, um, <laughs> do you know, like when Kim Kardashian or whatever had her like second, third, fourth, however many kids they have, and she had a surrogate mm-hmm. and I was even kind of like, oh man, that would be nice. Like have somebody else be pregnant and have your baby for you. But that was obviously not, oh. well, I think... I think she might have said it was for medical reasons, but I, you know, there's no way of knowing if it was for medical reasons or just because they're rich. Um, Well, I actually heard that she wanted to carry and her doctor was like, no, it probably will kill you. Like you cannot have any more kids, but she wanted more. So they did. We don't know if that's true or not. Right. That's true. I mean, I was at the doctor's appointment with her. Um, (laughs) So I know it. (laughs) She put that capacity, put it on Instagram live. So you could have been, but um. Yeah, so that's like a real selfish mentality that I have and probably why I shouldn't have children. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I've, I've never – I know that, um, you know, some women that don't have kids have said that they've been like kind of bullied in the past where women are like, oh, well, if you've never carried, you're not like fulfilling your duty as a woman or something like that. And like eh, – No. Yeah, look, to each their own. Like some women can't. Some women don't want to. Some women mm-hmm. aren't interested in that. Like – I don't, I guess that maybe I kind of like steeled myself against that. And I was like, well, screw that attitude. Like I'm just as much of a woman and da, 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 da. And so maybe that's where like my dead setness comes from. But, um, and I don't even think it was to me. I think like somebody had said that, ah, oh, cause my sister, I think has had two C-sections. And I think she said that like some women were trying to shame her and make it oh. sound like, because she didn't have like. Oh my traditional birth or whatever that like she it was like somehow not as good or something oh my gosh absolutely not people like to have things I had a hold over other people (laughs) there are there are things that we can argue about but I just don't understand however your baby healthy healthily gets into the world is the way that they get into the world I for sure appreciate that like those two things are probably very different experiences sure but, like, I don't think anyone's arguing that. Like, yep, okay, those are different experiences. Equally valid. Yeah, and also there's a lot of reasons that people have C-sections. Like, lots and lots of reasons. And sometimes doctors just do not give you an option. Yeah, I can't remember what hers were. But the once you have well, one, Well, and once I you have one, yeah, it's hard have to get to, yeah. a V-back, yeah. You have to, like, train for that, essentially, for lack of a better word. Yeesh. Um. Anyway. But it's just a gamble because you had major surgery at that point. And, so, you know, I was going to ask you, um, and I think I know my answer now, but I was going to ask you if your sister asked you to be a surrogate for her, would you do it? Um, I want to say yes. <laughs> but she's not actually asking, right? You okay, she's not yeah. asking me, right? Then yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. I know. I was thinking about that when that part with Rachel and Monica happens. I was like, this is you and me. <laughs> you be a surrogate for me sure sure I mean you're not asking though right as long as you're not asking um I really do think like let's just pretend it's you and me and you change your mind and for whatever reason you so badly want a child and yes. you can't a cat just carry. won't do a cat won't do <laughs> and there's something medically going on and for whatever reason you cannot carry a healthy pregnancy mm. I would absolutely have a baby for you. Really? Yes. If it if it was if it mattered to you that much, yes. And and I knew I if I knew I could do it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, you had all the tests and there was no way, or maybe you had like tried several times and nothing took, or you know, you were miscarrying or whatever. And I knew that I could have a healthy pregnancy 
I would absolutely do that. I would do it for my sister. I would do it for anyone really close to me. Thanks, Ray Ray. So, yeah, you just let me know if you need that baby. Thank you. I'm not saying it won't be hard. I'm not saying I won't make you buy me, like, really great junk food. (laughs) (laughs) Like, expensive chocolates. Um... (laughs) But yeah, I think I would do it. I think it would be hard, but I would definitely like, Mm. I think it would be rewarding at the same time. Yeah. But I'm not going to ask you to do it for me, so don't worry. Oh, well, honestly, like it's not something that I have ever really thought about, but I do feel like if my sister or you were to ask like, you know, it's, I have to like stop and put myself in that position because I try to think about like, what would you have already gone through? And like the fact, I think the fact that you're being asked, like, obviously that means that those people place more than just trust in you, right? Like it's like super deep seated stuff. I probably can't even really name right now that like, that they'd be, you know, that you'd be like, that would be such an honor. Mm -hmm. And just think like, talk about, I mean, we've already been best friends forever, but like talk about bonded for life. That's true. I mean, how special be like yeah. carried you in my belly I'm your auntie. <laughs> that is that is quite cool about like your friend or the girl from high school who like did it for her yeah her husband's cousin. niece or something and so yeah. now she can like watch you know watch that family member grow up too which is yeah. awesome they have like a special connection I actually think that that would be much easier I don't know that I could do it not that I couldn't like, do it for a stranger but never I see the kid again yeah I wouldn't be inclined yeah I think it would still be really special to um, be in their life and like have that special role um, um, as like you know auntie and that could still Slash be really birth cool mom. yeah Slash birth mom. <laughs> um, which is crazy can we this is making me really sad can we keep going <laughs> it's making you sad yeah it's just heavy stuff oh okay yeah no we don't have to be sad anymore oh I just you know what I mean like infertility is really mm-hmm. difficult for people yeah if anyone out there is going through that um, we are thinking of you, and we, we love don't you. take that lightly. No. Um, we love you, and however you get to your baby, we're really excited for you to get there. Yes. Um. So, anyway, so Phoebe comes back and tells everybody that she's gonna do it, and they're all like, "What?" And then yeah. the part where where joey goes you're really thinking about having sex with your brother <laughs> oh gosh i mean <laughs> joey and frank jr way to like, like bring it back with from the comic the relief <laughs> yeah that one made ben laugh out loud like guffaw and i was like so good <laughs> but i was wondering That's because good. everybody is like so unsupportive um mm-hmm. when she's talking about it and i was wondering why you think like you know they're all excited that frank and alice got married and they're excited that they want to have a baby and then as soon as she's like and i'm gonna well she yeah, she doesn't use the word surrogate and she's like and i'm gonna have that baby for them or something like that mm-hmm. um or i'm gonna grow that baby for them in my uterus yeah like why do you think they're so unsupportive i think a couple reasons one they are younger i mean we're 34 so like you know, we've seen so nobody's actually, yeah, um, nobody's actually asking us to have their children because nobody's a geriatric asking... president pregnancy, <laughs> right? But like for a group of people who nobody is married and nobody has children, like the idea of getting pregnant at this point to all of them is probably still in the like like super foreign. Oh gosh, how could this happen? Yeah, um, yeah. 
And so to do it for somebody else is like really wild. And also she does say it very flippantly. Like she's like, oh, guess what? They got married. And also guess what? I'm going to have their baby in my uterus. Like it just doesn't seem like she doesn't come in and say like, they asked me and it's a lot and I'm considering it, but I don't know what that means. And You know, she just mm. kind of says it. And so I think I would be concerned. I know I would be concerned and be like. So you think uh, that they think she's being impulsive? Yeah. Or just like saying yes because she feels like she had to. Um, right. Just like I think I think at some point somebody's like, I just want you to make sure you think this through. I think maybe they suggest no, nobody suggests that she talks to her mom. She does talk to her mom. But like. They do say I, I, talk to your. They, they say talk to someone who's had babies. Oh, like your yes. mom. And she goes, yes. my mom didn't have babies. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. So I think that it's just like very. Sh- obviously, it's shocking news. Um, yeah. To just like come home and say that when like it wasn't even on your radar two hours ago. So. Yeah. I think they give good advice of like talk to somebody who's done it because they don't how can they give good advice the answer is they can't um other than you need to think about this and not just do it say yes Um, right okay yeah so I don't think it's unsupport as much as kind of like shock and being like have you really thought about this um so yeah but it is like I mean can you imagine at like 27 or whatever if I was like yeah I'm gonna have my sister's baby for her yeah I guess that would be quite shocking <laughs> yeah I mean I think it would actually be shocking at any point to hear it um but you're especially right like, as like a fact instead of like yeah. a, oh this opportunity arose <laughs> right or like they asked me this question and you know we need to discuss it or I'm gonna go do some research about it but just mm-hmm. being like yeah, that's fair. I was thinking, though, like, they're so excited and they're not. But um, mm-hmm. I could see them potential. I was thinking, yeah, maybe they thought she was just being flippant or impulsive. Yeah. I was trying to think if that's her style. Phoebe? Like, if she's, yeah, like, if she is usually impulsive or not. And I can't really answer that question. I feel like she marches to the beat of her own drum. That doesn't always necessarily mean impulsive, but, like, I wouldn't say that all her decisions are well researched. Yeah. Um, Can you think of any though? Because I know she's unconventional, but like. Yeah. But that's like surrogacy is, I guess, unconventional. But like, but just like, well, yeah. So say more about her not well researched decisions. I guess maybe like even like starting the catering business with Monica. Like she does one catering job and she's like, we should start a business together. Like. You right, know, okay. I don't I think she kind of just dives in head first. And that is a, a gift um, because some people can like research their lives away and never get anything done. Um, and I think she's just a little more open to like where the wind blows her. Um, so I do think that she just she doesn't. Um, maybe she just doesn't take life too seriously. And like I said, in a good way. Yeah. But yeah, I think that yeah, they yeah. could see that as like, okay, well, you're just like literally going for this. We've never even talked. We've never even heard you say you wanted to be pregnant. Like, um, they just got married. Like, what's the information here? You know. So yeah. Um, and I, I do guess think I could, like yeah. you're saying, it's such a huge thing, and there yeah. is so much unknowns. Like having to give the baby up. What is that like? Like, it's just kind of a lot. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm thinking. That makes sense is like people like Ross or, you know, the the rest of them really are like, 
every decision has so much weight and, you know, bearing on your life. And she's like, oh, who cares? It'll make them happy. So sure, like nine months of uh-huh. my life, no skin off my back. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of a good that she, she doesn't take life as seriously. And it is like mm-hmm. in kind of a cool way, even with something that is serious. Yeah. Well, and I read something once that um, if you think about it, all the pregnancies on friends or all the children brought into the world in friends are like kind of unconventional. Like, yeah, um, Ross or Ben comes in having yep. two moms and Ross divorced from Carol. We've yep. got Phoebe with the surrogacy. Rachel is a single mom. And then Monica yep. and Chandler adopt. Yeah. Um, so nobody gets married, has a baby and lives happily ever after. Like they show all the other options that or not all, but a lot of the other options that come through. Um, a lot of the other options for wealthy white people living in New York. <laughs> I know what you mean. Well, being a single mom isn't, you know. She, she gets, she has a high paying job though. I'm, I'm being facetious, but I don't need well, to like, explain lives. the fact I mean, that Friends was like a very not diverse show, which we everybody can look back and say oh, that now. We get it. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. saying they were like destigmatizing di- other things. Yeah. All the other ways that babies can come into the world and exist is not yeah. always like the one way. But anyway. Um, well, but... it's really good advice that they give her to go talk to her mom because yes, she did have to advice. give away children. And so Phoebe goes to see Beach Phoebe, and she, what? Her weird, I don't understand this. Erotery? Yes. I don't either. It's just such an odd choice of, uh, we're going to give her this character trait that she loves pottery and erotica. And erotica. My two passions. And I was like, I don't really know how. Anyway. I just feel like they try really hard. She's like, I'm glazing my nipples. Ooh, my ass is in the kiln. Like, I just feel like it's very put on. And, like, they could have done anything else quirky. This just feels, like, strange. Do you feel like this was a male writer? I think it has the trappings of a male writer all over it. Yeah, being like, oh, you know, she's wild. She must, like, naked people in pottery. Like, I don't know. Like, I just think they could have done something else that felt more quirky and, like, on brand. But... It's just kind of us. It's just strange. There's certain things like in shows that I watch where like the 16 year old virgin asks acts really like lusty and whatever. I'm like a man wrote that. I'm like that's not how. Yeah. <laughs> that's not normal. That's not how they'd act. A man. As wrote we that. talked about in the last episode, Ashley was avoiding men at all costs until recently. Yes, and I know not everybody. I mean, obviously, there's different. <laughs> levels but like certain things where I'm like yeah that doesn't happen in real life regardless of how sexualized that child is like I was like mm-hmm. or that 16 year old is I was like no a guy wrote that that's ridiculous <laughs> anyway <laughs> so okay so maybe a guy wrote this but unless listeners out there you guys are into erotery as well you can write in and tell us but it does yeah, if this is more normcore than I'm getting credit for um <laughs> go I'd love to be wrong here but it just I also feel like her delivery of it is just like it doesn't feel normal. It's okay. You hate it. We're fine. We'll move on. I hate so. it. <laughs> it's tacky, tacky and I hate you. it. <laughs> um. Okay. So, yeah. So she talks to Beach Phoebe, and Beach Phoebe is like, "Look, I really don't think it's a good idea." Um, which I kind of feel like if that's if you ever think that something isn't a good idea, and you're trying to talk the person across from you out of it. Going at it directly with your opinion, I don't think that's the way to do it. 
No. I don't think you're ever going to change someone's mind. Even though, like, you know, she's talking about facts. She's talking about, like, truths. And she is talking about from her own past experience. Like, she's very well qualified to talk about this. But I think, like, if you were, like, you know, I want to go do whatever, whatever. Me just being like, well, I don't think that's a good idea. And here's why. I just don't think that's a persuasive way. I think what you have to do Mm -hmm. is get the person to see all the other sides that they're downplaying and see why those are bigger than they're making them out to be and then just kind of plant that seed of doubt. Does this sound manipulative? It might. But I read Dale (laughs) Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, and that's essentially what it's about. (laughs) It's like, don't straight up disagree with people. Like, you basically have to kind of like – you know, lead them to your side by like letting them kind of go through the decision themselves. Yes. And that's what I think would have been more effective. Although her tact about getting her a puppy that she has to give up is a great alternative. Yeah. I actually think that that's, it just, it's not an opinion. It literally just shows you how hard it will be because you can't help how you feel. Yeah, like, that, and that's the thing is, like, until you feel it, you won't realize uh-huh. it. Kind of like you said about yeah. fostering a kitten. Like, obviously different than mm-hmm. having a child, but it's probably what, like, the next closest thing she can do without actually having her go through it. So, um, yeah, um, Ashley, okay, yeah. you found you found our cat, our cat, like I was there, our cat Salami, and <laughs> you took him into the vet, and then you were crying because you didn't get to say goodbye. We didn't even know Salami for two days. I was. I was crying because he you didn't have an mess. advocate. Oh, I was sad so I didn't sweet. get to say goodbye, but I was crying that he didn't have an advocate at the vet and he was all alone there. That's what I was sad about. We'll I was very happy when he got adopted. Yes. Did you guys hear our episode where we dedicated it to Salami because he got adopted? We are thrilled. I um, still sometimes go back to his Facebook adoption poster to see if the person will be like, we're Salami's new parents, because I just want to follow along on his journey. But yeah. they are choosing anonymity, which I guess it wasn't an open adoption. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so Beach Phoebe gives Phoebe a super cute pug puppy. Oh, he's really cute. He's a little wiggly, wiggly head. He's so cute. Little um, wiggly guy. And I do love that, like, you know, throughout... Phoebe's like, I can't get attached or whatever, you know, and she's like, yeah. I have to give him up. And she's like, this is too hard. No, I can do it. Oh, no, I can't. Okay, time to go out on the balcony to go pee. <laughs> the balcony? <laughs> Which is also like, would you do that at your friend's balcony? Like, um, poor Phoebe poor would. Phoebe. Yeah, apparently. Well, she's also she like, did, well, used I used to live there. I can't spill anything on the couch. We'll just flip the cushion over. I can't because there's a huge spaghetti stain. Huge spaghetti stain. <laughs> True. Um, and don't invite yeah, Phoebe so, over anytime soon. So that's um, so then at the end when Frank Jr. and Alice kind of show up and they want to know and she's like, here, take this puppy. And then she sees how happy they are. And she's like, do you know what? I'm going to do it. And I like her point that she talks to her mom and she's like her birth mom. And she's like, look, the circumstances are different. And that's true. Yeah, like totally. She is choosing to do this. She's not accidentally getting pregnant and then having no other option well and it's also Um, not um like beach phoebe gave up her own babies that she was the mother of that's true Um, so it is different and um she didn't know probably the whole time that she was gonna have to give him up you know she just didn't feel like she had another option 
Right, exactly. And so, yeah, so this is different. But I like that. I guess the point is that at least Phoebe's thought it through. Um, and so they're supportive of her and yeah. they're all happy and it's very exciting. Yay. Very exciting. And then she gives away Beach Phoebe's puppy, which is like, that's <laughs> that my, was my puppy. puppy. I know. So, <clears throat> um, okay. So the next part is um, Joey getting a job as a tour guide at the museum where Ross works. <laughs> And what's so funny is when this happens and Joey's like, check it out. Guess what job I just got? And he like stands there like a statue. I was like, oh, man, I would have guessed that this story happened in like season seven or eight or something. Like for some reason, I didn't realize it was so I guess it's not early. I mean, we're almost halfway through this dang series, which is insane. But um, I didn't realize it was now. I just I was taken aback. Yeah, I know. I kind of forgot this was happening now, too. I thought it was later for some reason. I know. And well, but I, Joey just was working at uh, the restaurant last episode with Monica. Oh, true. Yeah. Has he so. just recently been sent down the elevator shaft, or was that like ages ago? I think that was a long time ago. Yeah, what's he been doing since? Mm, loafing. A lot of loafing. Mm-hmm. Probably Full doing time. those amazing Discoveries commercials. there's Um, gotta be a way better way ken there is kevin i love this part so um okay so here's a question probably for matt but here's a question for you hey Um, matt get in here (laughs) you um alluded to this in the last episode so joey comes in in this like bright blue blazer and he goes guess what job i just got and Chandler goes, I don't know, but Donald Trump wants his blue blazer black. And oh, and he's like, back. He wants his blue blazer back. And they're like all making fun of the fact that he stumbled, like fumbled the line. Yeah. Do you think he was supposed to fumble the line or not? I do think he was supposed to fumble the line. Because they very intentionally zoom in on Rachel saying what you said blue blazer black blue blazer black and then monica no you messed it up you're stupid you're stupid yeah so i was thinking that if he he said wide i wouldn't have thought so much i did google to try to figure it out um and i um didn't find anything definitive but i also did what i'm open the possibility i i would consider would be that when they were running lines at some point during some take, he messed it up and they thought it was funny and used that as an opportunity to write it in. Oh, so you think um, you think he messed it up and then they were like, no, 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 do that again. And and Rachel, you say this. Yes. And, and Monica was like, oh, out. I can say this. Huh. Possibly. Because it might have happened and the audience might have like loved it. Right. So that's a good opportunity to just lean into it. But I also think Chandler always is like so quick and quippy. So for him to screw it up, it's like worth making fun of. So they could have just written that in to like knock him down off his sarcastic high horse. Yeah. And I do feel like I don't know if it's already been happening, but you know, like at the beginning of the series, Chandler is such a we were saying that he's almost like he's like a mean girl with Mm -hmm. his like cutting sarcasm that's like yes. meant to be hurtful yes. and then it just kind of it's like then he becomes the butt of the jokes and he's sort of like self-deprecating yeah and then like that almost just gets worse where like it's almost a, just a bit like pathetic 
And like, this is kind of heading down that road where it's like Chandler makes these like pathetic jokes and usually he's the butt of them. And like everyone just kind of like feels sorry for him or is kind of just like, oh, you know, my annoying loser friend Chandler or whatever. And so I wonder if it is kind of like that change from him being like a mean girl to just like, you know, they fire it right back at him. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Anyway, I yeah, when I did when I Googled that one, some people were like, no, it seemed like it was improv, but some people had said the same thing you did, like, well then how did the camera know to zoom in? And I there are like a ton of cameras on that set at all times, mm-hmm. and they are always kind of taking like, you know, B roll of people's expressions and stuff, but I don't yeah. know. So if anyone knows for sure, let us know. We'd love to hear what you what you know. Anyway. Yeah. So then spill the tea. Um, yeah, spill it. So um, he's he's like, anyway, what job did you get, Joe? And he's like, I'm going to be a tour guide at the museum. Um, and, you know, he's like, you don't have to know anything about dinosaurs. It's essentially just memorizing a script. But he's like, here we have the Tyrannosaurus Rex from the Jurassic period. And he's like, it's actually from the, what does he say? The Cretaceous. And he's like, but I can pronounce Jurassic. And so... <laughs> Then they cut later when Joey is like taking a group of kids on a field trip around the museum. And he's like, and here is the whatever, whatever from the late, late Jurassic period. <laughs> the kid's like, isn't the mastodon from the Pliocene epic? <laughs> oh, quite good. It's like, you're the class whatever. You're the, you tell us. <laughs> the class factotor. Yeah. So um, anyway, so there's more to that, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's things. Ross is being a dork. Um, but then we get to a fave extra of mine, Rhonda. Um, Rhonda. So, <laughs> so Joey's sitting down and he's like, oh, I'm saving this seat for my friend Ross. And Rhonda's like, Dr. Geller. And he goes, oh, that's so cool. I didn't know he had a nickname or whatever. <laughs> it's like, Ross hasn't him. told you he's a doctor yet. What have you known him? Five no, minutes? I think it's just love that Joey clearly wasn't listening to Ross's BS. But so um, she's Rhonda's like, he's not going to sit over here. This is only the blue blazers sit here. The white coats sit there. And um, and she's like, see that guy over there? We used to go to school together. Hey, Ronald, or whatever his name is. I shared my snack pack. It's just so funny. So Peter, Peter. Oh, that's what it is. Peter. Hey, yo, Peter. Um, anyway, and so, um, so, you know, Joey's like, no, Ross will sit with me. Ross, come here. And then he's like, oh, that's okay. I'll see you later. And then later, you know, Joey's feelings are hurt. And he's like, I'm sorry. That's just how it's been. And um, and so then the next day in the lunchroom, he's like, I'm going to sit here in the middle. We oh, work man. at the Museum of Natural History, but there is something so unnatural. I <laughs> like, kind of hate up. this speech. It Because feels- it's so like forced and yes disingenuine um what's that called performative it's performative very performative and i think like what would have been better is just sitting with joey or like saying to the doctor people like you know like i don't want people to think that we're being exclusive um you know it's worth mentioning but the way he does it is just like I could see not wanting Joey to come sit with your doctor friends at work because Joey comes out with some real zingers and like, you know, Ross 
hangs his entire personality on being a doctor. And so I could see how like he wouldn't want Joey to embarrass him at work. Um, yeah, but if you don't, but, honestly, then don't hire somebody you'd be embarrassed by. That's a good point. I mean, I, I say like, you know, go sit with your friend Joey at lunch. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, but um, but yeah, so then Ross is like, and then, you know, he's like, we we don't know each other and we are segregated. I'm Ross. I'm divorced and I have a kid or something. Yeah. Which is also, I have some friends who listen to this podcast. So, hey, Danielle. Hey, guys. And, um, and, and I, oh my gosh, Renee, I was about to say, I used to say Ross was my favorite. I might be converting. <gasps> oh, you know, the more we pick through it, the less I like his behavior. But, um, so Danielle um, has said before that like she and her husband are like, Ross is the worst character. Like he's so boring. His entire identity is about like loving Rachel and whatever. And I was like, no, that's not true. You know, I don't remember I argued about it, but I remember thinking like, no, no, no. But if that's the thing that you're like, my name's Ross, I am divorced and I have a kid. That's it. That's all he gave. That was his like, uh-huh. get to know because me. Because his speech. other answer would have been, I'm a paleontologist. And they are surely already all, which is like, it's like, okay, maybe he doesn't have a robust personality outside of like those things. Yeah. All right, Danielle, I'm willing to consider it. That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to turn in my Ross head membership card just yet, but (laughs) I'm moving more into the on the fence section. I'm not going to run to make the renewal either. (laughs) gonna think twice before renewing um and so then joey's like i'm joey i don't remember what he says sorry joe um do you remember when he says what sorry when he like takes his blazer off and introduces himself i can't remember what he says i don't either actually i like kind of started to zone out on that speech because i'm just like blah 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 you're like i hate this well and then it gets really funny well, yeah, it gets weird because like I have to turn my light on forty-two times so my family doesn't die, and you're just like, yeah, oh, that's that's OCD that's beyond lunchroom <laughs> cheddar. Yeah, and so yeah. people start standing up and being like, "I'm so and so, I'm new to the city, I'm Rhonda, and these aren't real." <laughs> Which Rhonda? I think they are real. I thought so too, I but think they are gigantic. Real. They are, yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, and so then all the doctors, yeah, so it's quite a funny, like, scene. That's really it, wasn't it? But also, there's the one part when Rhonda's telling Joey the lay of the land, and this girl walks in, and she's like, oh, no, sorry, this is taken. Ugh, gift shop. She's like, gift shop. Yeah, like, so (laughs) she's, like, like, perpetuating it down. And it's just as bad. Yeah, everybody else is just as bad as everybody else, but you only look at the people above you, and you're like, well, we're not like them, because we... You know, but yeah, gotta look down to the least of these, even if they work in the gift shop, even if they work in the gift shop. So <laughs> it seems nice that everybody gets free lunch at the museum, which did Great you notice? It's a little like work one tiny little salad cart. Yes. It's like a bag. tiny salad cart. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever worked somewhere that provided lunch. Have you? Um... No, I don't think so. No. Yeah, me neither. I mean, sure, once in a while, but like. Yeah, yeah. Do um, you know what? My dad's a pharmacist, and they get lunches catered for them all the time. Well, does he also get to eat at the hospital for free? Not for free. 
Um, doctors oh. do, but he doesn't. Although, mm. um, it's probably although, cheap. yeah, it's like definitely discounted. But there was um, when he was like working at the hospital um, in our hometown, like growing up for a really long mm-hmm. time. He said there was this one person that like because his name tag said PhD after it, they were like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you're a doctor. You don't pay." And he was like, "No, no, no, oh. no, no. I'm not a doctor." And they were like, "Nah, Doctor Steve, I won't hear of it." And like. That's like, funny. Wouldn't let him well, pay. But I'm so glad that doctors are finally getting price breaks. I was just about to say, isn't that super weird that for all of the hospital staff, doctors, the most well paid out of everybody, doesn't mm-hmm. pay for their lunch? Yeah, I actually think either everybody should pay for it or nobody should or pay nobody for it. Should. I don't. It don't, seems very strange that it's in between. That the richest people do not get me started about like breaks for wealthy people so we're just gonna press right on (laughs) ashley's Um, really poor you guys so it affects her a lot when these wealthy people get breaks i'm not saying that i'm I'm poor but i totally teasing you i am with you i i am with you yeah i was like why are the doctors not paying like yeah it's weird it was like um a doctor that owned a private practice and it was their private practice and they're the ones that paid for the building and like everybody's right. salaries um but that's not how hospitals work so right. i don't know why the doctors get to eat for free i think everybody should either like eat it it should be the same or, cost and it should yeah. be discounted yeah i would just like scratch yep. phd on the back of my um name tag. <laughs> just find one in the no, trash no no that's like, real don't worry about I, it these scrubs are my doctor scrubs thank you um be mm-hmm. like you work in the gift shop and he'd be like i am the doctor of the gift shop <laughs> thank you i yes. will take this lunch i for am free. the medic um, um right so no no free lunches for me no. um okay finally i forgot that this was this episode me too. so super iconic everybody mm. will know this even if you don't watch friends but if you don't i doubt you're listening to this podcast so welcome if you don't and you've made it this far we applaud what you. are you up to and tell us why <laughs> um okay so at the beginning of this part it's like Chandler and Kathy are kissing in the coffee shop and she's all like oh I love this butt and I'm like oh these two are so annoying they are annoying but you know what she's kind of annoying as the girlfriend role even when she was Joey's yeah um I didn't really like we talked about this in that episode but when she's like Joey's Joey's the best. Most guys would be like, I love The English Patient. It's my favorite movie. But Joey's like, ooh, I'm not watching that crap. I'm getting diehard. He's the best. And I'm like, uh, are you trying to make something out of nothing here? When you're like, so your boyfriend likes video really, games and wants you to watch him play I them? Mean, cool trait. Yeah, ooh, super cool. <laughs> super unique and cool uh character trait sorry for everyone um, out there listening whose husband or boyfriend makes you watch them play video games well but you know what we're like, saying <laughs> it's fine to be like yeah they play video games and they like want to watch like that's fine but not to be like ooh, that's my love favorite romance thing about time them. it's yeah. my favorite i love that joey doesn't want to watch anything i want to watch or anything unique or different than freaking die hard again do you know um, what i can't not that i wanted to talk because i watched the sen- same 10 movies i can't remember what episode that was in because i think it was cut out of my versions because you've mentioned it and obviously that's have to have mm. been passed because she's not dating joey anymore yeah it's it's either the first episode that kathy's in or the second one um 
Yeah, because they like all go to watch a movie. They bring the movie back, and then I think Chandler excuses himself because he doesn't want to like be around her. Um, um, and I think that's when Joey is like, "Hey, you got to like hang out with us and try to like her." Ah, uh, um, I think, but I might be, yeah, I might be jostling it a bit. We, but it's in the first couple episodes. We didn't mention it though at the time, so it must have been cut out of whatever you were watching too. No, I was watching the full. Oh, you're version. watching it on DVD. Mm. yeah interesting yeah all right well uh, anyway it wasn't that long ago it was sometime in the last several episodes when kathy was on the scene but uh, you know i don't know if it's like i don't really know if it's kathy's fault because all of the rest of the friends seem to like her um do we just not like her because like we also don't like emily but they don't like emily either you know, I'm, well, I'm not saying I don't like Kathy. I actually do like Kathy. I don't like when she's being, when she's playing her own role of the girlfriend. Does that make sense? I don't know. Like her like being like, oh, I love this butt. Like it's just annoying. And then her trying to like make Joey sound cool and romantic when he's just a D-bag is <laughs> annoying. Like, I don't know. I like that she loves Chandler. And, like, I like that. Totally. And it's cute because, like, even the girls say that. They're like, oh, you guys are just right there in that beginning stage. And, like, I'm happy for them. I think it's just – you know what I think it is? I think because of the history of what's happened with Chandler and Kathy and Joey, I think I just find it disrespectful that they're both being so public. I know Joey's not there. And so maybe I don't have any right to say this. Because they're doing it at the secret coffee shop where, where nobody, nobody ever, ever goes. goes. Yeah. And like that's yeah. how they got in trouble last time was they were down there like mm-hmm. pawn, you know, pawing at each other and kissing. And I get that like mm-hmm. Joey's okay with it now, but like you still don't have to rub it in his face. Yeah. And I, again, I appreciate he's not there, but like he could walk in at any moment. He could walk in. And it makes, yeah, it's just, totally. it makes his coffee shop unsafe for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I actually thought all this stuff when I was watching it or if I'm just trying to make myself sound better now. But everything I did say is valid. Like, it's true, you know? Like, just because he's okay with it doesn't mean you have to, like, make out in front of him a bunch. Yeah, And especially totally. not at his, like, his local area, you know, his local coffee yeah. shop. So, anyway, so um, – they're annoying to us, but Rachel and Monica think it's cute. And they're like, oh, you guys. Oh, and uh, Ross is there, too. They're also real single. That's very true. And they're <laughs> like, you're right there. It's all sex and talking. And he's like, yeah, the talking's great. And they're like, are you guys not sleeping together? And he was like, no, I want to wait until, you know, we take our, you know, I want to wait to take our relationship to the next level. And the girls are like, oh, that's so sweet. And Ross is like lying (laughs) and I love that Rachel's like what just because you wouldn't understand that and he's like no he's right I'm lying (laughs) (laughs) and he He, like tried to be a little more highbrow but yeah tried to found out and then he admits that he's like you know she her last boyfriend was Joey he's a great lover I'm afraid that I'm not going to be able to live up to that um Mm -hmm. and so they're like just give it a go and so he's like, okay, fine, I'll sleep with my girlfriend, but only because you tell me to. Um, you know, and they even say, they're like, this will be better. You guys are really in love. It's not just physical attraction, um, mm-hmm. which is nice advice. And so he does, but then he comes back and he's like, it was okay, but it wasn't great. And I have to stop and say at this point when he's like, you got to help me. How can I take this from like 
that was fine. It was nice to like, it was amazing, mind blowing. And I was like, that is not something, at least not in our friend circles, that like <laughs> guys would be like, how can I be a better lover to my girlfriend or my wife? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know men to ask those types of questions to their friends. Do you? Uh, I don't know that they ask it to girlfriends. Oh, okay. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. No one's ever asked me. Have you, Do you know of guys <laughs> that have asked Matt? I don't know. I doubt it. That's what I'm but, thinking is I don't feel like guys usually would like admit that they're not good at that. Yeah. Well, that's actually why I think he asks the girls. Yeah, because he doesn't want to like have to have the conversation with Ross about yeah. it. Also, I don't know that he like totally. trusts Ross's opinion. <laughs> um, the divorce force is not my <laughs> go-to. Somehow he does trick three women into marrying the him though. Divorce so. force. Um, oh my gosh. The Rossatron. Um, right. But I did. I was like, wow, but, good on him for just so straightforwardly being like, all right, how do I get better at this? And like, why not well, ask a know, woman? A woman knows more than a guy would. Yes. But you know what I think would help first off, even though I wasn't in the room where it happened? No one else was in the room where it happened. <laughs> Go on, Jefferson. Tell us. Um, I think confidence goes a long way. Okay. So you so think, like, right. Him being mousy about right. it and being nervous because he's thinking about what Joey does. Um, Super not helpful. Not helpful. You're already making yourself more self-conscious. And I think that um, if there's any time to be confident, it is it is in the bedroom. So okay. I don't think that that would help at all. But I do think after he gets the pep talk from the girls, he does feel more confident. And whether that's placebo or not. Well, I don't um, think it's just placebo because I feel like now he's got some like tangible advice about. <laughs> he's got a chart. He has a chart. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I do love when he's like, he, she just didn't agree with me as, as much, much as yeah. she agreed with him. She was like, eh, I see your point. <laughs> <laughs> So good on him for not being selfish about it and wanting to make this a better experience for her. So now comes the time where we're going to play game, Renee. I don't want to play. <laughs> abort, abort. <laughs> I don't. The end, the end. You don't want to play Guess the Erogenous Zones? No, I don't. <laughs> well, it's one through seven. I know that. Yeah, there's one through seven. Did you Google this? I did. Because here's why. You have to burn your computer history now. Uh, there's probably worse things. Um, I Googled it because um, when she's like, you know, everyone knows the basic erogenous zones. One, two, three. Mm-hmm. And then she keeps going and he's like, whoa, that's one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And I yeah, I yeah. think because when the way that she talks about it, when she's like, one, two, three. And he's like, yep, yep, yep. I'm like, okay, well, if those are what you'd expect them to be then like if you're doing it in chronological order, it doesn't make sense. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if one, two, and three are the three key ones you'd expect, then mm-hmm. when she's like four, five, six, seven, a seven, 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 like <laughs> then it I, it just doesn't, then it's like, well, then he wouldn't be confused why seven is one. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. So I think that always threw me off. And so that's why I Googled it to see – which was which numbers? 
Do you want me okay. to list them? Through? I actually think <laughs> sure, but I actually don't think that one, two, and three. I I think seven is what you would think would be in one, two, and three. Yeah, it is. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. So okay, when she goes sorry. one, two, was... three, and he's like, "Yep, yep, yep," and then she's like four, mm-hmm. five, and he's like, "Wait, whoa, 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 whoa." That's why I'm like, well, when she starts saying numbers, like surely he had to know that seven was an erogenous zone. Like, do you know what I mean? And so that's why, like, if mm-hmm. when she said one, two, three, if seven is three, then it's why I was like, that doesn't make any sense. But mm-hmm. I think when she's naming, when I think she's going through numbering them, it's not. It's not like she's just, I don't think it, okay. Anyway, I'm just going to read them. Okay. Or or was there, did you actually have a game or were you? Oh, no, it was just going to be let's guess the zones. But you said you don't want to oh, play. Oh, okay. Let's play. I mean, I can guess a couple. Okay. You don't, do you want to guess them in order? I don't think I would get them in order except seven. Okay. You go ahead and guess. And they don't have to be in order. Okay. Um, I would guess boobs. Yes. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> Phew. <laughs> okay, so that's on there. Got it. Because um, they're not all, this isn't like an overly detailed, right? I don't think so. No, they're they're normal. Okay. This, we're not getting like. They're like seven different things. Yes, yes. Boobs are not one. Not like specific parts of specific things. Not really. One of them okay. is, but I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't think of that one because I wouldn't have. Okay. Um, boobs, mm-hmm. vagina, mm-hmm. butt. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably say neck. Yep. Or like collarbone. Okay. Um, let's see. Mm, mouth. Yes. Does mouth count? Yep. Lips. Oh, okay. Lips. Okay. Mm, let's see. Not eyes, not nose, <laughs> not stomach. I feel like that would just be like no. ticklish. No. You were closer um, before with the other two. Nose? Oh. No, you were closer. Okay. Um, I already said mouth. I already said neck. Okay, so what else is on higher or lower? Mm. Higher or lower than mouth? That'll give it away, I think. Oh, okay. So, uh, is it like pulling hair? No. Oh, okay. Although that um, is probably we could that could be like a counts, but doesn't count for this counts? game. Okay, that's number eight. No, yeah, it's that's number eight. eight. That's right. Chandler's um, stupid erogenous zones game. <laughs> I mean, Chandler's eyes, Chandler's <laughs> eyebrows, Chandler's ears, Chandler's yes. ear hair, ears, your hair. Oh, ears. Okay. I mean, okay. I guess I could see ears. Yeah, for sure. Ears is one. Um, The last one I don't think you'd get. You can try it, but I don't think you'd get it. Oh, did I get all the rest? Yeah, you've got six of them. Okay. Very erogenous, Renee. I am very erogenous. (laughs) Um, Erotery. Oh, yes. It combines my two passions. Guessing games. Uh, Quizzes and and erotery. Do love trivia. See? I guess I just thought this was going to be a lot more detail. Right. Like parts of parts of no. parts. And I just didn't want to get into all that. Um, okay, let's see. So the last one is the lowest part. It's the southernmost of all the parts that are named. 
Okay, that's a good hint. So it's below the waist. Um, and it's not toes because Rachel says that. Right. And that's um, that's Rachel's extra eighth. <laughs> Some people might think that. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I guess the only thing above your feet and below... <laughs> Your butt is your legs. Um, so legs? <laughs> it's a specific part of your legs. So that's why I was like, this one is oh. like a bit more specific. Oh, okay. Specific legs. Like tickling the back of the knee. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I was like, oh, I thought you were serious. I was like, really? Because like, I feel like that would that just would be, be a like bit flinch. Ticklish? Um, no. Is it inner thighs? Yes, Renee. You win Monica's oh. erogenous game. I... Oh, I win. I mean, I don't think I would have guessed that without copious hints. Yeah. Like I got. That's not one I would have because ever that guessed. Is like, which I, I mean, I. You get it. Sense. Yes. But. I get it. Um, But I wouldn't have like. It's not something you'd think yeah, of off the top of your head is like, that's a zone. Yeah, totally. Although Monica's clearly yeah. thought this through. So she's she should be a sex ed teacher because she's great. Or a sex therapist. I don't know. But she can draw diagrams. And also, I feel like Courtney Cox deserves a daytime Emmy for, oh, for this performance. This performance. I do love also when she, after she's done with all the numbers, her and Rachel are both like fanning each of them. Yeah, yeah. And they're all like, okay, I got to go. It's so funny. Yeah, it's I mean, this is one of the most iconic things. It is. In Friends. Yeah. And I feel like... Okay, so there's the same, there's like the episode, or episode, the scene, and when Harry met Sally, when mm-hmm. Meg Ryan, like, yeah. fakes it at the lunch table, and I mm-hmm. feel like this is, I feel like this is on par, I don't know, I'm not a TV critic, go figure, <laughs> but I think Courtney Cox deserves a daytime Emmy for this. So. Yeah, I think she does a great job. And yes, so iconic. So even if you're not a Friends fan, you totally know this part. And it works out because at the end, Kathy runs in and is like, thank you. <laughs> so I know she's like very, um, her like uh, tone of her voice yes, is funny to me. It is. It's she's like, yes. very aggressively um, appreciative. <laughs> but it is like, it is really funny how she runs in like, Caution to the wind. Yeah. Like, attacks Monica. That's <laughs> super cute. It's very funny. Then she runs back out. Um, so I hope, let that let that be a lesson to all of you. Hopefully Monica's erogenous zones um, <laughs> can help everyone in their love lives. Yep. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I think that's we've it. we've all learned something today. I think we've all and learned honestly, a little something. <laughs> why wouldn't Chandler know those? Well, I don't think it's that he doesn't know them. I think it's that, like she says, most men just... They just rush straight to seven. They just set up shop at seven. And Mm -hmm. she's like, you know, that's not how to do it. And I honestly, I think that is a valuable lesson that a ton of people wouldn't Mm -hmm. know. Because I think guys Mm -hmm. and women, you know, men and women are different in that sense where like Mm -hmm. men are fine with, you know, seven all day long or whatever. Whereas women, Mm -hmm. women, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the episode where Joey um, makes he like can't have sex because he's yeah doing and he's the, dating the um, fruit basket lady? Yes, and their whole house is filled with fruit basket because they're like take care of her needs. Yes, um, 
7777. Um, but yeah, it's pretty funny. It is pretty funny. And so I feel like, yeah. So I feel like it's not that Chandler doesn't know basic female anatomy. Yes. Well, and also I think like, I think that her performance probably is what got the point across so to Chandler. Yes. You know? That's true. You need to make it visual so they'll remember. So then he remembers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, that's enough for anatomy for the insane. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, um, this was a lot of fun. Super iconic. And dare I say an even more iconic episode next oh week? <laughs> Should we tell them what, we're gonna, yes. what we've got in store? Yes. So next week is the one with the embryos, which if that doesn't ring any bells to you, we're not surprised because it doesn't ring any for us either. But it is the episode where the guys and the girls do the quiz about each other. The trivia at the apartment. about over the apartment. So. You know which one we're talking about. You know which one we're talking about. Um, so we are going to do a little trivia of our own. And <laughs> if you know what we mean. We are going <laughs> to. We are going to bet. We're going to do a little playing of our own. (laughs) (laughs) The messers have become the messies. messies. Um, We are going to make up our own trivia about ourselves and make the other one answer. Is this fun for you? We're hoping so. (laughs) We're hoping it's fun. We're hoping it's going to be a good time and laughs. And if it's like any of my favorite episodes of Friends, secrets will be spilled. Ah, that's the best part. Is the best part. So, um... Make sure you tune in next week. We are going to be doing the one with the embryos, a.k.a. the one with all the personal trivia and who knows who better, including a lightning round. Yes. So please join us. Please join us. And I'm sure there's going to be some interactive stuff on our Instagram as well. So check in on the stories and check in Instagram at Best Friends Club Podcast to play along. Yeah. All right, we'll see you guys on Instagram. And until then, we'll see you next week for the one with embryos. Bye. Bye.